My God, it's been a crazy couple of weeks. Every time I fucking try to get situated and set up and get a program and a rhythm going, someone shits the bed. Someone, not me, shits the bed. Something shits the bed. Shit hits the fan. Stuff like that. My dog almost fucking died. She chewed on a cloth and, uh, well, split up into two pieces. And in between those two pieces was a string. And uh, one piece made it pretty close to her stomach. And the other piece was lodged somewhere in her upper intestine. And that string wreaked havoc on her intestines. Um, it necrotized a portion of her intestines and she started to die. Now this went on for fuck. I think it was like day eight of her not eating food. She finally started to die. Like look for a place in the house to hide. Uh, she started hiding under beds in between furniture and uh, that night, which was the night before she was going to go for surgery, after we finally figured everything out, she uh, woke me up at like midnight, went to the back door, I let her out, she walked around for about a minute, came back in, laid down with me, 30 seconds later, she got up, hid between the couch and the coffee table, I brought her back down 30 seconds after that. She got back up, went to the back door, and I let her out. And I watched what she was doing, and she just went by the tree, the big tree in my backyard, and just laid down. Like 12.30 at night. I'm like, okay, it's her time to go. So, I put on extra clothing because it was a little cold that night and I went outside and I laid in the yard with her under the tree just expecting it to be her last few moments. Uh, we zonked out for a little bit. Brittany came out and got us. We came back in. Fall asleep with her in my arms. Wake up, she's still there. And I drop her off for surgery. Now I have a dog who's starving because of her dietary restrictions after having her life been saved. That doesn't make it. Having her life saved? Whatever. Um, but she's good now. And let me say this. For those of you that donated, you have no idea how grateful I am for those donations very helpful thank you so much did we meet the target no absolutely not but I am way farther ahead now than I would have been without any help so if you're listening and you donated I love you from the bottom of my fucking heart and when I'm in a good place I'm gonna help others too that's all I've ever wanted to do was be the helper so it was really weird for me to reach out for help. That's not something I felt comfortable doing at all. So, again, thank you.
There's been a lot of other crazy shit going on, but, you know, I'm just going to fast forward through all that. The dog thing was the highlight, the climax, so to speak. And I'm glad she's here with us. Anyway, let's get the show started. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy you're here with me. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Tell your friends, tell your mom about the show. Hi, Daddy. Hello, how are you? Hi, Daddy. Hi, darling. Hi, Daddy. Good to see you. Hi. Hi, Daddy. All right, come on in. Hi, Daddy. Everybody in. Hello, sir. Hi. Good to see you. Hi, Daddy. I brought a friend. Hello, sir. Hello. Hey, Daddy. Hi, Princess. All right, everybody pile in, find a seat. Uh, You're sitting next to somebody new. Hey, who's got their vibrator on? Who's this? Is that you? Hey, no vibrators today, yeah? Sorry, Daddy. Okay, thank you. All right, if you're sitting next to somebody new, introduce yourself. Stay friendly. Welcome to the Church of Sin. Inside these doors, no one is an outcast. No one is too deviant. No one is an other. I imagine being on the Chicago Bulls team in the 1990s was hard for anybody who wasn't Michael Jordan. I don't think I can come up with another similar example. Maybe Michael Jackson as a pop artist and everybody else is just like, well, I'm not Michael Jackson. You got to work twice as hard three times as hard, maybe even four times as hard, like Scottie Pippen, when it comes to banging his wife, this motherfucker didn't give his wife, Larsa Pippen, a day off for 23 years of having sex four times a night. I need to know if his dick shed skin. I need to know. Now, I could I could live with that. I could live with four times a night. But my God, it would it, was it was she down for that? That's crazy. Could you imagine banging not Michael Jordan four times a night? For 23 years, up until 2021, person interviewing her said, your poor vagina. (laughs) That's 28 times per week. And for anyone who's curious, that's 33,488 sexual encounters over the course of the entire marriage. That's kind of awesome. 
California. I've always had sex like four times a night. Four times a night? Four times a night. Four times a night. Yeah, so three times a week is Hold on. You're telling me you had sex four times a night when you were married? Yeah, no, I had sex four times a night every night. I never had a day off for 23 years. Wait, hold on, what? What? Yeah, what? yeah. What? Your poor so, vagina. You had sex 28 times a week. Yeah, I swear. For but with 23 yeah. years? Yeah. So on oh the road too when he was yes. traveling? I don't know. We answer. never spent time away from each other. Okay. Like we we had a private wow, plane. I traveled with my kids. Oh. Yeah. Marcus has big shoes to fill. Yeah. Holy. He wears the size 15 oh, shoes. I think he's okay. Oh. <laughs> That's beautiful. Wow. 28 times a week. I guess I got rookie numbers. The fuck? <laughs> I would like if I were her. I'd have tapped. I'd have tapped in. I'd have phoned a friend. Like, hey, you need to help relieve this puss. Fucking walking over here with Stargate between my legs. Please, for the love of God, help me out. <laughs> oh, poor girl. Or or not. She seemed, in the video, she seemed fine. She seemed down with it, so. Whatever. All right, we got a voicemail to go to, so let's listen in. So this is an amazingly hilarious story of my first uh, date with my now ex-husband. Um, when we met, I was working in sales at a local cell phone retailer, and he very quickly became my best customer. He did his laundry next door at the laundromat on weekends and would come spend mornings with me as I manned the store solo. A few months went by and he finally asked me to dinner. I was completely oblivious to his attraction all the way up until this point. Then it hit me like a ton of bricks all at once. I was completely in shock, so he said if I wanted to go to dinner with him to meet him back at the store at 7 p.m. and we'd go from there. I called my dad and got some advice because daddy's girl for life, am I right? And he said that I should just go on a date. What's the worst thing that can happen? You'll get a free meal out of the deal? Okay, fine. I'll go on the date. Never mind that this man is literally old enough to be my father. Fuck it. I met back up with him at 7 p.m. on the dot, and we took his car to a nice restaurant in a nearby town. We walked, we talked the whole 40-minute drive all the way through dinner, an extra hour after eating, and the entire ride back to town. Literally anything and everything crossed the conversation. He was just incredibly easy to open up to, and he opened up easily, too, so conversation flowed steadily. Needless to say, we ended up back at his place. One thing leads to another, and we start fooling around. Turns out we're both into some interesting things, so I ended up in handcuffs. I'm on my knees going to town when he pushes a little too far and hits that spot in the back of my throat. Uh, you know, that one. Let's just say enchiladas are definitely not as good coming up, and especially not through the nose. I was horrified. He laughed it off, said it happened, <laughs> cleaned his bowls up, and lets me go smoke a cigarette. At this point, I text my roommate the bat signal so I can get the hell out of this date. I didn't talk to him for three days, at which point he came back to the store and, well, the rest is history. We were married for 10 years and recently spit, split on better than good terms. <laughs> oh, shit. That's fucking awesome. Uh, enchiladas through the nose. Oh, my God. Yikes! You know what? That you know what's cool about the whole story. You guys split on good terms. That's amazing. I love to hear that. Fantastic. What the hell of a fucking first date? I'm gonna take my girl out for enchiladas tonight. 
Oh, that's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing, dear. Thank you. I appreciate you. Next voicemail here. Let's give it a listen. So this one time, my boyfriend was railing me from behind, (laughs) and he pulled out just a little too quick, and he had some, you know, dirtiness on the back, and he didn't care, and I didn't care, and he slapped it on my ass, and then he totally hit me on this fucking spot in the back. It was so warm. (laughs) Uh, Ladies, we were pranked by none other than Andy McIntyre. A legendary blues guitarist of Texas. Austin, Texas, I believe. <laughs> Thanks, Andy. That was, that was fantastic. All right, let's go to our next voicemail here. Just cranking these motherfuckers out. Hey, so this is Santina. So wanted to tell you about this guy I dated. Um, I met him online, and so I had to get a hotel to go see him. And everything was great. Started a hookup, but he was a little too drunk. It didn't happen. Um, two weeks later, he ended up coming over to my house and stayed for three months. Didn't leave. The whole time he drank, again, never hooked up with me. Um, and I finally ended it. But how can you sleep next to someone for three months? And never want to touch them. So odd. Anyways, that's my story. Single now. Ugh. Well, you're definitely better off single. That's absurd. Look, I've met people like this, and I'll never understand it. It's like people... Have you ever met someone who doesn't like music? It's like that. You're just like, what? How do you. How are you alive right now? I don't know. What a wiener, or lack thereof, I guess. Gentlemen, Santina is on the market. Do not link up with her and just sleep next to her for three months without putting out. That's gross. Another thing I'd like to add, Santina, is I know for a fact it's not you because you're gorgeous, so don't internalize this and think it's something about you. It isn't. For whatever reason, you landed yourself a fucking queef, all right? And that happens from time to time. I've landed a couple queefs. They exist. They, uh, they put on human skin, and you think you got the one, or at least one, and it turns out not to be the case. Okay. Thank you all for the voicemails. As always, you, the listener, are encouraged to call in with your story at 312-724-6956. We could do a kinky story or a sneaky story or a dating horror story. Or if your friend has a story, tell them to call this show. Just go, hey, you know what? You should really tell that story over on Church of Sin Podcast. And if you have recently sinned, or you have been holding on to a sin for quite some time, and you seek daddy's forgiveness, call in to confession. Same number. I will hear you out on your confessions, and if you're a good girl, I will forgive you. Okay?
All right, now before we close out the show, I do want to go over some dating and hookup culture safety tips uh, just to keep you girls extra safe. Now, when you're going to meet up with a guy for the first time, you always want to be in a public place, whether you're out for drinks or out for dinner, food, something like that. Now, what you want to do is pick a place close to another place that's similar to what you wanted to do. Tell him the place you don't really want to go to, and then about five minutes before they're going to get there or you guys are supposed to meet change the location to the other place it has to be really close within five minutes of each other uh this will just put them on their toes and you will have more sense of security knowing what's going on you know your surroundings it's a familiar place for you so on and so forth set up your speed dial so that when you hold the two button it immediately dials who you want to be calling at that time I would also disable your passcodes on your phone. I understand privacy is key, but in a new situation with a new person, you wanna be able to get into that phone as quick as possible if you need to. So disable your passcode for the time being. You can always put it right back on when the date's over. Uh, Always carry a pocket knife or mace, even a gun. Learn how to use all these things, whichever one you are going to have. I strongly recommend one of the three. The gun's a little extra, I understand, but sometimes it's not a little extra. Always have something on you, like a knife, mace, something, and know how to use it. Familiarize yourself with it. Make sure you're not accidentally pinching your fingers or struggling to open up a pocket knife, this, that, and the other, accidentally spraying yourself with mace, okay? And then, if at all possible, have someone you know nearby. They could be in the same building as you and pretend they don't know you. They could be outside when old dude pulls up and jot down that license plate for you and just hang out nearby. A lot of times I got nothing going on. If someone asked me to do this for them, I would gladly do this. That's all I got. I just, I I have friends who are in really unfortunate situations and some of which I was there for, so... I just worry, okay? Be safe. Okay, we've reached the end of church. Thank you for coming in. Thank you for participating. Tell your friends and tell your mom about church. Review it on Spotify. That would help me greatly. If you could just go over there, once you're done listening to the episode, just give it five stars. It'll help reach more people like you and me. All right, I'm out of here. Love you. Bye.